If you've followed me for any length of time, you've often heard me say, fear is not a thing. It has an energy, but it's not a thing. We don't fear fear. We fear consequences. And it has an energy that is alive and well in our lives until we learn to leverage its limits and surrender to the process of transformation that it offers. When we resist transformation by activating our fears, it just means we're not ready for that next step. So instead of trying to run away from, hide, or bury your fears, put them out on the table so you can learn how to leverage their limitations and lighten up for greater transformation. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. Fear is a word that we use many different ways. It's a noun, it's a verb, an adjective, and a modifier in how we speak and in how we live. As you have often heard me say, fear is not a thing. We don't fear fear. We fear consequences. And those consequences are very real. These things have happened to us, but they don't have to keep happening to us. And that's why learning to leverage our fear is so important now. We can use our fears as stepping stones to greater potential when we learn the value of resistance and the true nature, source, and potential of our fears. Have you ever been afraid of something you just can't explain? And maybe afraid is too strong of a word here. Are there things you avoid? Are there things that you prepare for or that you simply don't do because of some secret, hidden, nagging fear? Do you find yourself making excuses or making allowances for your fears automatically? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, here's an example. I don't like being cold. I'm the person who carries an extra sweater and a wrap. In the wintertime, I carry an extra blanket and shoes in my car. I've always been prepared for the cold. I'm the first one to put my winter blankets on my bed in the fall, and I'm the last one to take them off in the spring. I used to joke around and say, I must have frozen to death in a past life because I hate being cold. And it's true. And as I learned about past lives and how those experiences impact us in the present, I realized I did freeze to death in a past life. And the idea of being unprepared for the cold or to become a victim of the cold has been a secret nagging fear of mine all my life. Even as a child, I always had a sweater or something with me that I could put on in case I got cold. 
being cold is so uncomfortable for me that when I get cold and I can remember sitting in cold conference rooms at events and meetings, I can't think about anything else. I have to get up and go find something to put on so I'm not cold anymore. Is there something you deliberately avoid for reasons you can't explain? Do you avoid going near water because you're afraid of drowning? Here's a somewhat funny but true way this manifests. And I'm going to share a story here. My mother is afraid of drowning. She's the only person I know who almost drowned while taking swimming lessons. But she did come very close to drowning when she was about seven years old in a freak accident with her father and some of her brothers and sisters. So the fear of being overtaken by water, of being put in a situation in water where she can't escape and will eventually die is a very real fear of hers. Well, a few years ago, we had driven from Kansas City to Dallas to visit my aunt. And we drove through a part of northern Texas that had just received a lot of rain. And the fields on either side of the road were full of water. In fact, the water was almost touching the road. It was my mother's turn to drive and I, we had switched drivers. My mother was driving and I had fallen asleep. And something woke me up and I opened my eyes and I looked out the window and I thought, man, it feels like we're going awfully fast. Now, my mother is in her 80s. She does not drive fast. She drives the speed limit. She drives 60 and that's pretty much it. So I glanced over to where my mother was driving. I look at the speedometer. We were going 90 miles an hour. And I looked at my mother and I said, what are you doing? Do you realize that you'll go to jail if you get stopped? She said, it's raining up ahead and I'm afraid of flash floods and I need to get out of here because there's no place to park if the road fills with water and there's, there's nowhere to go. Now, I know my mother's history and I know about her fear of drowning. It's been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. But I hadn't realized how pervasive my mother's fear of the consequences of being out of control around water were to the point where she was willing to risk a substantial fine and potentially losing her driver's license and going to jail just to get out of that where we were on this road surrounded by water. She must have been petrified. And there was no way to escape this place but to continue to drive until we got to a major freeway or, or another part of the state. And she was going to drive 90 miles an hour or more until she got there. Here's another way our fear manifests. As an anger you cannot explain or control. Does something set you off and drive you round the bend in ways that can sometimes embarrass you or make you wonder how you can react that way? I have a lot of examples of that with my clients, but I want to share one particularly important one with you. So I have a client who's married, has been through some significant lifetime trauma as a child, and one of the issues around the trauma was that she was ignored by her parents. She was never listened to, never heard, always forced to do things she didn't want to do, and suffered a great deal because of that. During the course of her marriage, her husband had gotten into the habit of not listening to her or ignoring her. And maybe he was distracted, maybe he had other things on his mind. But it got to such a point where one day she just exploded and said some very mean and hurtful and unkind things to her husband. This is normally a very peaceful, peace-loving woman who never gets really angry about anything. And maybe that was her problem. 
she's one of my coaching clients. So we talked about it and she was very distressed over the fact that she had blown up in this way and had said such mean things to her husband. And I said, what were you afraid of? And she said, he wasn't listening to me. He wasn't hearing me. And the next thing was, I was going to be forced to do things I didn't want to do. And I was going to be put in situations that I didn't want to be in. And as he wasn't listening to me, I suddenly felt this terrible anger arise in me. And I realized that how angry it made me when people don't listen to me and ignore me and treat me like I'm invisible and then force me to do things I don't want to do. And during the course of this coaching session, which was very enlightening for her, she realized that burying her anger and pretending it wasn't there had just resulted in this festering wound that when it exploded, made a mess all over the place. So she's working on dealing with the anger and becoming more assertive about being listened to and being heard and then having her husband pay attention to her when she talks to him and when she communicates with him. So that's another way that fear comes out as this terrible anger. And if you've ever experienced a situation where something literally sets you off and you get so angry that you're out of control and you hear yourself saying things that you would never say to anyone except in these periods of uncontrollable anger, that's just another expression of your fear. What is going on here? Why are fears so important if everyone tells us they're limiters, we need to get over them, ignore them, pretend they don't exist, make them responsibility of the ego, release them, and move on anyway? Fears represent consequences from the past, whether we remember them or not. Fears are how we warn ourselves of upcoming dangerous situations that put our well-being at risk. Fears remind us that we need to be cautious, reconsider, reorganize, reframe a situation, or retreat. Fears are not bad when they're used as a lever to lift us out of pain and suffering. But we misunderstand, underestimate, and misuse our fears so they become our controlling influences instead of a stepping stone on our path. There are two kinds of fears those we are aware of, and the deeper, darker, more dense and hidden fears that we are completely unaware of, but that actually have more power over us. Remember my story about my fear of cold? It's something that I'm always aware of and make allowances for, even in the heat of summer. I am never without a jacket or a wrap. As you know, here in the US and especially here in the South, it can be very hot outside and you go into a store or a building and it's freezing cold because everything is air conditioned. So a sweater can be actually a welcome addition to your wardrobe when you're coming out of 100 degree heat and stepping into a building that's 75 degrees. But I'm never without some the kind of jacket or wrap. And who knows, I could get stuck in a freak snowstorm in the middle of July. I don't hide from my fears, so I carry a sweater with me or in my car. The fears we are aware of are known to us because of something that happened in this lifetime. For example, we're afraid of creepy crawly bugs like spiders. It's a natural fear. We're also afraid of icy roads if we've ever had an accident or of burning ourselves with a hot item if we've ever done that before. I've often shared the story of this frying pan that I have that whenever I use it, the, this, the metal handle gets hot and I burned myself on it a couple times. 
Now, because I know that there's a potential for getting burned, I slip one of those silicone handle sleeves on the pan whenever I use it. Problem solved. But I still know every time I look at that frying pan that there is a risk of getting burned because the handle gets hot. We fear being hurt in a relationship if someone has ever betrayed, rejected, or abandoned us. We fear not being loved if the people we wanted to love us did not do that, depending on how we define love. These are experiential fears. What about the other deeper, darker fears? These are the energetic fears, the ones that have left their energy trauma mark on us, a lasting reminder of actions that led to dreadful, serious, life-changing or life-ending consequences. Do you have a fear of standing out in a crowd? Could that be from something that once happened to you and its energy echoes are still resonating in your energy field? Have you ever hesitated before stating your truth, no matter how unjustly or unfairly you were being treated? Could that be an energy echo of retaliation? Do you feel that you are treated unfairly by others and you don't know why? Is that from an energy echo of persecution? These fears on their own just make us scared, confused, and hesitant because we think we should just get over it and are ashamed of our fears. Let's give them a little more respect than that. We need to give our fears some respect because they represent energy spaces that need more time, attention, and care. When we ignore, hide, or shame ourselves for them, they just get more powerful and create deeper, longer, and stronger roots. Whenever we attempt a transformation, whether we do it voluntarily or we're pushed into it, our fears rise to the surface. The more obvious fears arise first, the fear of being alone, secure, not secure, not safe, and of general life changes. The deeper fears come next. Abandonment, betrayal, persecution, retaliation, shame, feeling guilty for letting others down or for being more successful than they are and worse. But these are the fears that hold us back that prevent us from gaining the confidence we need to move boldly into a new potential and a new future. Then there are the consequences, which is what we are really afraid of. As I say, we don't fear fear. Fear is not a thing. Yes, we use it to describe many kinds of physical, mental, and emotional states, but it still is not a thing. If you tell someone, I'm afraid, they're going to ask you, what are you afraid of? What we fear are consequences, the things that happen when what inspires our fears becomes part of our reality. So we have to learn to leverage our fears, to limit the losses or what we think are losses, and to tame the trauma from our fears so we don't let them run our lives as they do if we don't give them the care, attention, and respect they deserve. How do we leverage our fears? We look at what we're resisting and realize that there's a lesson in the resistance. Then we can start asking important questions like, am I ready for this now? Is this something I really want to do? Am I doing this for me or for someone else? Is there another option here? What am I really afraid of? And how do we limit the losses? We experience loss when we feel rejected or abandoned, or we're not getting what we want from someone. But we stop at the fear and don't explore the consequences. 
our most important word in these situations is because. Adding because to the I'm afraid statement allows us to explore the consequences, honor our resistance, and decide on our next steps, one of which needs to be surrender, which doesn't mean to give up. It means to stop resisting, to stop fighting. Otherwise, the losses toss us into an abyss of fear cycle, stagnation, and procrastination. Why do we procrastinate? Procrastination is not a sign of laziness or a lack of motivation. We procrastinate because there are consequences to our actions that our fears hold the secret to. Now, some of those consequences could be guilt and shame. If we fear being feeling guilty about our success or our transformation or being shamed by the people that we really want to support us and be aligned with what we want to do, then we're going to procrastinate because that's what we're trying to avoid. Transforming the trauma is just that, turning trauma into a new avenue of potential rather than a roundabout of fear and consequences. If you've ever been in a roundabout or a traffic circle, you know that cars come from every direction. You really have to pay attention. There's cars moving everywhere. It can be a real nightmare, especially if you're driving in a country where people drive fast anyway, like in France. In fact, my first experience of driving in a traffic circle was in Paris. I was on a busy road and to make things more complicated, cars kept on entering the roundabout and cutting me off just as I was trying to get into the lane to take my exit. The only way I managed it after my fourth turn around the roundabout was to lay on my horn and keep moving forward and changing lanes until I could get into the lane that I needed to be in to take my exit. Trauma is real and it demands respect, but it doesn't require our absolute devotion. And at some point, we need to stop allowing ourselves to be tamed into submission by our trauma. I know this is a tough part of the ascension journey. I have worked with many clients through deep trauma and done my own trauma work. If you read my book, From Victim to Victor, that is the story of my trauma work over having been paralyzed as a child and how I had to overcome the effects that crippled my life when I was an adult. Trauma work demands commitment, determination, and an ability to override the fears and consequences and move forward, but it can be done. Fear is there to remind us that something happened once upon a time. Fear holds us in the past to keep us safe and protected, secure in our comfort zone. Fear holds us back, using safety and security as its argument, and we often agree, because the alternative to staying within the limitations and boundaries of our fear is to face the terrible uncertainty of the consequences we already know exist. Your reason for your fear may not be known to you, but you are very familiar with the consequences. They are revealed when you say, I'm afraid because. This is what holds us back and is what we must leverage, limit, and transform to move forward. But while our fears are real and consequences can happen again, there are other options, and those are what will free us from fear and allow us to leverage our fear into a new reality with new potentials and empowerment. But first, we have to give our fears the respect and the attention they deserve. We don't need to shame ourselves because we're afraid or let others use our fear to manipulate us emotionally with guilt. 
We can use the power over our fears to limit the losses and then transform the trauma. We will never be fear free. Yes, I just said that and let me repeat it. We will never be fear free. Fear is an important warning sign that we need in our lives, but we can limit its role and control in our lives and use fear as a tool instead of being tooled by it. When we master our fears, we are energetically whole and energetically sovereign and use our fears wisely and masterfully, knowing that fear reminds us that every path is not ours to follow and we need to engage in self-awareness and self-care using our energy for our best and highest good and rejecting those things that are not aligned with our intention, energetic congruence, soul mission, and life purpose. What we resist represents a transformation we are simply not ready for. Honor the resistance by allowing your hidden fears to rise to the surface. Remember, we all have two kinds of fears, the ones we are aware of and the much deeper ones we don't know are there, but there are the ones that are running the show. It's only by giving these deeper fears a chance to rise that we discover what is really holding us back. And the only way for them to rise is to stretch beyond our comfort zone, to take a bigger leap into a new potential than we think we're ready for. But also know that we'll be supported on the way and that the fear becomes a stepping stone into this new reality and new potential. The emotional and energetic fallout is your deeper fears rising to the surface to remind you of the terrible potential consequences of your actions. This is what you need to know to achieve real freedom and release from the bondage of the past into new horizons of joy. Surrender is key. Again, surrender is not about giving up. Surrender is about not resisting, of giving into the flow, of allowing yourself to open that portal of new potential and see what's on the other side when you stop resisting. Shine on and light up those fears so you can get a good look at them because we can't transform what we cannot see and don't know is there. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.